So welcome to the latest episode of Fabricators Coach Podcast. In this episode, we're going to wrap up our conversation with Aaron Crowley and get into some more details about his experience selling his business. We've got some really good takeaways and some things to consider for after the sale. So let's join that conversation in progress. As you're talking, I'm realizing I hadn't really thought about the impact the impact on the seller. You know, even though you've got somewhere that you're going to, now your identity starts to change somewhat. You know, we talked earlier mm-hmm. about, you know, what we do as guys tend to, you know, really drive our, our sense of who we are. And because you've got something that you're going to, that change is easier to manage versus, well, I'm, you know, just had a health, bad health diagnosis and now I got to sell. Um, that, you know, that's, it's the, the impact on the seller gets to be so much stronger without having something to go to, without having a plan. Um, your whole process took you how long roughly to, from the time you, your prospective buyer approached you to the time you guys closed? How many months was that? It was, it was six months, almost to the day. Right. I could tell you, I could, I could tell you the dates. They were that significant. We got a letter <laughs> of intent on February 22nd and we closed August 21st. <laughs> wow. Wow. So six months. Yeah. Okay. And it was a, uh, it was a busy six months. I mean, it, it, we, oh, it, it was like having another job, honestly. I mean, yeah. and I, not to scare anybody off, but I think as you're, you know, we're talking about planning and, and I think we were relatively, at least the guts of the enterprise were in pretty good, we're, 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 we're more or less established, Yeah. you know? And so from this planning standpoint, you know, the more that you can do to be ready, because once it starts, boy, it, it, it it's just a lot of work and you still gotta, well, and that's, here's another interesting thing that was on my mind. And so I probably actually worked harder in the company. Um, our production manager at, at no lift um, who set up our robot and, and oversees the manufacturers manufacturing there. Well, he told me this story as this whole thing is happening. All this is chaos is going on in my life at that time. <laughs> and he, he, he told me a story that was just as terrifying that he'd had a, a business years ago, big company had come in. I'll never forget this. I can, I can see the picture in my mind. So they went through the whole thing and he'd run this business and he was ready for a change and they were, and they backed out at the last minute. And, and mentally, I mean, the moment you get this letter of intent, your life literally changes because all of a sudden now you are in a mentally you're, you, you've already sold the company mentally. Yeah. You're thinking about the money. You're thinking about the time you're thinking about, I'm escaping all these nightmares and these headaches that I've been putting up with for so long. So you're, you're transported to that phase and it's really easy to start maybe compromising on running the business in the meantime it's like hey i'm on i've i'm on the way out and i don't have to deal with that so anyway he told me the story that this company backed out at the last minute and i think it was purposeful i think this was just a company that that was just that was part of their strategy and it was it was so devastating to him because of he was that far down the process mentally that they literally had to help him to his truck to leave for work. He was so disoriented that he was, he was already so far down the road was selling the company when that fell through 
it, it was it was a shock of just like um and he and he warned me and he said your the temptation is going to be for you to start slacking off and that will kill your business if they if the buyer for whatever reason can't go through with the business if you've let your business deteriorate in the meantime um and 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 mentally you're already checked out and then all of a sudden you got to come back in and run a business that you let slide and so he he admonished me uh <laughs> do not and and so i committed um i and i said this many times to myself and i said this many times to other people that were involved in the transaction i am mentally going i i, I took the position that however long this business sale takes, I am going to run the countertop business as though my life depends upon it. I am, I am just committing at the outset because in, if, if it does fall through, I still got to run the business and I'd rather it be yeah. in, a, in a decent you know, shape. Uh, and I talked to another guy that had, uh, or I was told who'd had three transactions on his fab shop fall through. Wow. Um, three buyers, for whatever reason, I don't know what the circumstances were. And I was just like, wow, that would be stressful. And so, so meant, so and I, I guess to, to, to close the loop on that rabbit trail, it was even, I, I had, I, I worked even harder in the business to make sure that it was in a, in a, in a really healthy state at the point of which it sold or didn't sell. In addition to having to do all the work that was required to sell the business. And so it was just, it was a, it was a, it was a tough six months. It was an exhausting six months. I can imagine it was, uh, well, I, I, uh, I saw a little bit of that stress. We had a, some group texts going on to could kind of cheer you on and, and hopefully right. help you out a little bit there. I remember a few of those were back. So I'm, I'm definitely remember it being pretty stressful for you. Well, thank you for that reminder. I should express my gratitude one more time thank you for being a part of that group that kept me sane during that season i'd forgotten about that yeah this oh. it's a it's a tough thing to go through and part of what i'm thinking about as you're talking is you, know, you had the six months of the the super intense time of you know gathering documents trying to keep everybody from finding out what's going on then making the announcement still keeping your head in the business so that you know in case things don't work out you're still there and still present i'm thinking about the fab shop owner is listening to this and he's saying, okay, if I take what they're talking about, say net profit, I do a multiple of say three, just to start off somewhere. The business that I think is worth about 5 million is actually worth maybe a half a million, you know, or 600,000, something like that, less than a million. So I need to get that 5 million is what I want to get. So here's where my business needs to go to. And he does the math and he says, okay, I've got 10 years that I want to do that. That means you can't wait until year seven or eight to start to make the changes. You really got to start now planning for the the structure of your business, uh, taking notes from your book in terms of, of job documentation, process documentation, training, accountability, um, making sure your finances are lined up and making sure that your business essentially can run without you being in it all hours of every day. And so that's that's really a, a start today kind of mentality to say, all right, if you really want to achieve this exit strategy, if you want to get out of this business at some point and take a bunch of cash with you, you know, a few suitcases full with you, then this is a thought process you got to have. Yep. And and that's a scary, you know, and, and I think this was true of my 
even though I was a very process oriented guy and I, I built the business, not that I could take off for six months at a time, but I could, you know, I, I wasn't involved in any of the day-to-day tactical work. The business didn't depend on me to do anything in a day-to-day basis. Um, I, you know, was, I needed to be there to pull on the levers, but you know, I could, I could escape for a day, a week, a couple of weeks and no one would be the wiser. And that's phenomenal um, for a business the size that you're supposed you don't see that yeah. much in businesses that size. Yeah, but but that but even with that being said, I had I had still hit my threshold. Um I don't looking back, and I don't know if I was as aware of this then as I am now. Um the the business, if you had tracked the business's growth, the gris, the business had grown to my level of competency. I, I I had got it there and I was still like, how do I get I didn't know how. I was doing the best I could, which I think was decent. Um, but if, if it was like, hey, Aaron, you got to take this $3 million business to get it to $10 million, um, I, I would have not known what the next step was to get it there, honestly. Yeah. I was already doing everything I knew to do, and, and I basically hit that threshold. And that's that was part of my rationale to the employees. I was like, we got to get somebody else in here who can get this to the next level, because clearly we, we've been sort of at this the ceiling for a while. And I, I, you know, so I think the, you know, the, the role that, you know, doing that on your own, if you, if you're, if you're at your limit, how, how do you grow beyond that? And yeah. you, you and I both, you know, it's no secret that we, we, we promote and value coaching and consulting and bringing in outside, you know, uh, expertise with people who are familiar with that process and what that roadmap looks like, I would have absolutely had to have somebody step in there and say, here's the roadmap. Now let's get started because this ain't going to happen overnight. And part of that was my own personal limitations. And a lot of it was just understanding how to run a business at the next level, which I was not familiar with. Yeah. And I, and, and part of that too, is when you're at that stage in business size, trying to carve out even an hour a day to work on the business is a real challenge. And so, you know, having somebody that helps you take those small baby steps in that process to, to where you start building some good habits, helps you with the account of your own accountability for getting that done. And then coaches you on how to use that time. Well, is part of why, you know, having, you know, both of us having owned and run our own businesses, you know, we understand what it's, how lonely it is on that Island of business ownership. Having somebody come in and 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 help you talk through a few things is just invaluable. Yeah. Oh man, my in you know I've probably mentioned my business coach that that I've had for you know five or six years, well since two thousand, and he was an informal coach when I couldn't afford him, <laughs> uh, and then it was official in I think two thousand seventeen. So how many years that's been? What six years? Yeah. Um, long before we started selling the business. Uh, he, he was I would have not gotten I would have not survived that experience without that uh with without him filling that role of you know Aaron calm down the, the, the things aren't there was what was it there was one um, I could still see it in my mind driving into work and I was I was just I was almost hysterical it was either the issue with our sales rep. We had this commission thing, whole nother story, but it was like another one of those, just like what seemed like an, a disaster that was going to sink the deal. It was either that or somebody had called into the business 
that I had been talking to and they didn't realize it wasn't public yet. And they made some comment, some kind of off the cuff comment to one of my employees in the office. Oh, and I was just like, I was literally hysterical. And I called him like, the world is coming to an end. You know, the buyer's going to hear about this and he's going to be upset. And it was something along those lines. And so, yeah, man, having that, that resource and that support, um, not to mention, you know, all the value that he brought leading up to that point, the accountability, you know, having, having a objective, you know, rational composed, you know, somebody who was detached enough from the process to be able to keep us cool and, and kind of talk me back off the ledge and it's going to be okay, Aaron. And with things that seemed like catastrophic to me, he's like, I think this is going to be okay. Just take a deep breath. We'll get <laughs> yeah. through this too. going to happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the value of that is just, yeah. If anybody that's listening to this right now, if, if, if you don't have a coach or a consultant that you are regularly You, you you are missing massive opportunity to enhance your business. It will pay for itself 5, 10 X over and over and over again. Just, it, ugh, I can't even imagine trying to be in business without that accountability, without that support, without that encouragement, without the knowledge, you know, just the intellectual capital that's shared. Um, I, you just, I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody, but if you're, if you don't have a coach, man, you are, you are severely limiting your future <laughs> and your present. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and I think, you know, to, to try to kind of tie that into what we've been talking about it, you know, we think about takeaways from this whole discussion. Um, if somebody's thinking about, all right, one day I'm going to, intentionally stop doing this business and go do something else, whether it's retirement or another business or whatever, then one of the takeaways is put together a plan. And when you put together a plan, you probably need somebody to help you put that plan together. And whether it's a business coach or a broker or an attorney friend who's got experience in mergers and acquisitions, having somebody to help talk you through that is, is certainly worthwhile. But also if you think, all right, when I, I want to sell this, I think I can get X for the business that works. Uh, and you put a time frame on that. There's a whole lot of prep. The, the, I think another takeaway is the, the the time frame for getting ready to sell the business really starts today, even if you're thinking 10, 20 years out, because you've, there's so much to do inside the business. Having, you know, you had a guy walk up and buy your business, you know, offer to buy your business. And I would imagine he probably knew a little bit about your business and reputation. Um, and my suspicion is that he probably had a pretty good understanding of how well you had structured it, how well documented a lot of things were, even though they weren't quite where you'd like for them to be, they were a lot better than most fab shops. And to me, that doesn't impact just profitability and the multiple, it also impacts something that's hard to measure, which is the ease of the sale. You know, if you look at the fact that, um, you know, somebody wants to buy cat wants to buy cash flow wants to buy a business they can run you know at a distance or as an absentee owner um clearly that the that the business is structured obviously and the documentation is a clear that demonstrates that that's the case makes it much easier for the buyer to say yes whereas if there's all these other things where every time we turn around we got to go ask Aaron for an answer to this question then if there's any question about anything else, that makes everything just look that much worse because then the buyer's not as comfortable with what do I got to do day to day to keep this thing running. 
So I think that preparation for sale starts with an objective, starts with a plan, and really starts today putting all that together. Yeah, and it, and it's in the the added benefit of that is the more that you that you pursue that kind of an outcome, whether you decide to sell, it it, it makes your business more successful. It makes it less stressful to manage and to operate. And and will most likely make it more profitable in the meantime. So it's like you oh, win either way. Absolutely. It's not like it only makes sense to do that if you're thinking about selling the business. That only adds to the value of the business down the road, you know, when you get to that point. But I it, it definitely makes sense to start it to start now. <laughs> yeah. And even if the sale of the business is you're transferring it to your children or something like that the same logic still applies because it makes it that much easier for them to be successful and to take it even further if they have that capability. So. Yep. yep yeah, definitely. Sure. Any other, any other yeah, closing cool. thoughts on, on this whole process? I know we've taken a huge amount of time and I really do appreciate it. Anything you want to wrap up with there? Yeah. And I, I mean, I know I've sold one company, so that does not make me an expert. I, you know, <laughs> I don't want to come off as like, I know what to do. I had one unique experience. I think I learned a lot from it. And, and I think it's, you know, it's valuable to hear someone's experience. But just looking back, one of the interesting things I had heard, a, 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 I went to an ISFA roundtable. And at that particular event, they brought in a business broker. And he did a, he did a really it was a fascinating presentation. I had never heard a presentation from, uh, you know, someone who, whose business was selling businesses. And, uh, and so I thought about that for, I don't know, six months, a year, whatever it was. And I thought, you know, what do I got to lose? And so I was not in the, I was not like, hey, I need to go sell my business. I just thought, I'm going to pick up the phone and call this guy. And wh what do I got to lose by getting a valuation done? And and I oh. learned a lot. I, I learned a ton from the process. It was very thorough. I mean, it was very thorough. Um, And he was kind of disappointed when I was like, Weird thing, man. You did this valuation of you know, basically Byron just walked in. I, he never, we never put the business on the market, but having that already done was instrumental in that time frame. If he'd have given me an offer, I'd have had to start the valuation process. Yeah. So this folder that I showed you here a little bit ago, I literally pulled that out of the drawer the day that the the eventual future owner, when he was in there taking a tour of the shop. He's like, well, what do you think? And I was like, well, hey, I take this home and read it tonight. And yeah. that night he emailed me a letter of intent. And so the fact that I already had had that step taken, yep. I really hadn't taken too many measures to really uh, do anything with it, but I, I at least had the value. So that's, to me, in it, it, like you're saying, I think I agree 100%. Start now getting serious about the the, the development of your business. And if you need help, yep get an outside, you know, uh, uh, get, get outside help for that. But I think a close second would be if you're thinking you might sell at some point, go get a valuation today. Cause the sooner you're dealing with reality, um, the, the better it is for you. Um, and, and it's, some of them will do it for free. You know, some companies will, will charge you for the valuation. Other companies will, they'll do maybe just a cursory, you know, uh, kind of low level, uh, evaluation just to give you at least some kind of a ballpark in terms of where yeah. you're at. And so I would do that, do that too. Yeah. And if you want to even, I think getting that valuation is certainly very important for all the reasons you recommended. If, if 
if the only valuations you can find cost money, and I have heard of prices of three, four, five, six thousand dollars for a valuation for a two million dollar business, uh, but mm-hmm. so if you, if you can't, if the price for one seems to be kind of high, <clears throat> take your net profit, multiply it by three, that gets you in a rough ballpark. There's some other things you need to tweak around that, but that's a that's kind of a preliminary, preliminary step. Then go get your business valuation and compare the numbers and see how you come out. Yep. And then I would say step three is call you <laughs> and, and and get you on board because and 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 I I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, but at the same time, I've been in that situation. And the reality is running a business and then trying to try just just running the business as it is is a challenge. But then endeavoring to actually enhance the business and build the business, grow the business, prepare it to sell. Um, you, you, As an owner, you're not accountable to anybody. And so it's easy in a weak moment to go, I'll get to that next week. I'll get to that next week. I'll get to that next week. And, and that's where I think a coaching relationship is so unbelievable, va- unbelievably valuable is you have a meeting schedule and I've committed to doing stuff and I got to, I got to either show up next week having done that work or, or telling my coach or consultant that I didn't do it. And that at the end of the day, let's just say you do that for six months or a year, simply with that alone, the accountability of doing what you said you would do is going to advance your business light years ahead of where it would have otherwise been. It's just, that's just human nature. So I say that and we're chuckling about it, but I'm absolutely dead serious that if you're serious about improving your business, the, 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 best investment you can possibly make is hiring you <laughs> hiring well, Ed you're, to, you're, to to fill that role and so i am well you're very kind thank you I very much to- I, that, that wasn't i wasn't trying to get that out of you i think it's just the fact that as you said you had your business coach and when times got really tough you had somebody that that could help you think through talk through what's going on and and sometimes if for no other reason than that, you know, that that's helpful. But a good business coach will do even more for you, for sure. Um, we've talked about your book, Less Chaos, More Cash. Um, really good. Um, I think simple, easy to follow directions on how to document uh, roles, responsibilities, processes, that sort of thing. And how can somebody get a copy of that book if they're interested? Yeah, you can go to AaronCrowley.com. Uh, I've got a few hardcover copies of that left, or you can just go to Amazon. Um, you can buy the, the the paperback version of those. I think they're $19.95 on Amazon, probably the easiest way to do it. Okay. Um, so that's, uh, yeah. Just okay. Good deal. Like, and it, it, and it's, a, it's a very much an entry level introduction into that mentality of processes, you know, replacing you as the tent pole, you know, the largest tent pole. Yeah. I think that's a great, I love that visual. Um, and it's a way to begin redistributing the responsibilities. So there's other people supporting the tent. Um, give you a break. And and you say it's basic introductory. I, I, I think it also is complete enough to give you a good, good end result. And so if you've never done anything like this before, it's a great starting point for sure. Mm-hmm. And if, and if you have the time and the discipline to do some DIY, that's a, it's a really good way to go get a, to get that done. So any other uh, closing thoughts on the whole prospect of uh, the process of selling your business and, and all that uh, have, I guess the question I would have would be now that you've done that, I know you, you've had 
you know, you're still running no lift and, and you're, you're pushing hard on that front. Uh, other than how that either has or hadn't met your expectations, did the, the weeks and months immediately after the sale, did they turn out kind of like you had, had thought in terms of the impact on you and your family? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I didn't, I didn't build any time off into that at all. We sold that. I mean, we we walked out of the escrow off. I think it was a Thursday, if I remember that correctly. Monday morning, I was full time at no lift, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Nose to the grindstone, yeah. um, and that seemed like a vacation, honestly, because I'd been doing both for so long at that point. That 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 still was felt but uh yeah. looking back i wish i'd taken more time off i wish i had a plan for that it just i was so excited just to get to work on no lift that um it, and it was just I, I mean i'd gone to work as a how old was i i'm 40 so i was 45 when i sold i went to work in a stone shop in high school at age 17 so i had been it was very surreal i had been going into a granite or quartz countertop shop for 28 years at that point of my life that was a little strange to be like that's weird i'm not working i'm not wow that's that has been a significant part of better part of two-thirds of my life uh (laughs) and and then it wasn't you know it was a little strange um okay so part of preparing to sell the business is doing as much as you can to kind of mentally prepare for that transition yep yep for sure yep Okay, sure. good deal. Well, Aaron, thanks. Yeah, so I, much. I, I, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm um, I'm looking at a book here right now on exit strategies called Walking to Destiny. My business coach insisted that I read it. And there's an interesting stat in the beginning of this. 80% of baby boomers who sell their company regret it in 12 months. Ah. Uh, that, that That's a statistic there. And and. I wonder if it's because they didn't have something else to do. The 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 novelty is worn off and they're so used to doing productive work and and now they've handed that off and it's like what do I do now? And so I do I really do believe I I really do think that having that next step thinking about that along the way is really really important. I think it's an excellent point. Um I'm thinking generationally uh, in the, you know, the, the guys coming back from World War II and going into corporate America, and the whole goal was to, to get a good pension from a good company, stay with the company for your whole career. And then that started to change in the, the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. And, um, you know, but I think that that baby boomers having started off like that had more of a, a vision of, you know, work hard. And at some point you turn the light switch off and now you're in something called retirement, whatever that is. And so it's it's a, probably a different motivation, different perspective, maybe than some younger folks these days, possibly. So, um, yeah. again, I think it's a good note to close on that, you know, having something to be running towards as opposed to something to run, be running away from is certainly a much more positive way to approach exiting your business. And I think that's that's a, certainly a, a great takeaway from this this conversation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Great. Great point. Okay. Well, Aaron, thanks again so much for your time. Uh, always fun talking with you. Uh, we didn't get in. I don't think we got any sailboats on this recording, but we'll uh, we'll uh, at least acknowledge uh, that common uh, affliction, uh, addiction. So, um, but uh, again, thanks for your time. Thanks for that. And listeners, 
Appreciate you all listening. Until next time, happy fabricating. <laughs> Ed, thank you so much for the opportunity to chat with you. What a what a pleasure. Man, always my pleasure. It's always a lot of fun. It's all, it's one of those things that we almost need to schedule some regular time because whenever we do get together, we, we tend to go a while. We got to catch up a little bit. So, folks, that wraps up our conversation with Aaron Crowley about his experience selling his fab shop. Hopefully you found some things of interest there that were able to help you out. Um, as I mentioned before we started this series, we're next going to move into talking with a professional business broker about uh, some of the things you may want to know as a, as a prospective seller for a fab shop. And we'll get into that with uh, three more episodes after this, and I'll introduce uh, that individual shortly. But until next time, happy fabricating.